Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastside.co. Father, you started the service. You finish it. I'm a cup in your hands, and I ask you to pour me out. May we be helped today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. And as you turn over there, I have a question. How many in the room have a need in the natural that you've been asking the Lord for an answer for a long time. Normally I have to ask things a couple of times to get a response. And you can think of what it is right off the top of your head. You know it, right? You could write it down in five seconds, right? title of the message today is treasure. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, the interesting thing about treasure is it's defined by the individual. It's in the eyes of the beholder, if you will. We've all heard the old adage, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? And so this is not something that is set in stone. This is something the Lord can adjust it's something that can change, but when we think of what it is, it is in this world, in the natural, in, in my home and in your home, it's those things that we would grab if the house were burning down. And why? Because it has more value to us than anything else, right? That is your treasure. That is my treasure. 
that thing that has the most value to us. And where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, many times in Scripture, when it says heart, and I believe this is the case here, mind is interchangeable. Okay? Are you with me? Do you follow? Where your treasure is, where that thing that you value more than any other, that's where your thoughts will be. That's where your mind will be. That's where your desires will be. That's where your efforts will be. Because it's all based on value. Okay? 22. And we're just going to walk through this today, guys. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So we have treasure. And in that first, those opening two verses, what I want you to hear is heaven and earth, heaven and earth, heaven and earth, right? Don't lay up for yourself treasures on the earth. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. There is an earthly mentality. There is a heaven mentality. And then we move on from there to the eye is the lamp of the body. And this eye can either be set on good or bad. This eye can either be set on the earthly or the heavenly. And that's going to determine whether we're full of light or full of darkness. Now, these all go together. If you look in your Bible, for those of you that still flip pages, it's separated out by headers, but it wasn't that way originally. And so you have to keep the flow going. You have to keep the thought going here. 24, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or God and money, which to me sounds a lot like heaven and earth, heaven and earth, right? Can you see that? Okay. Don't lose the thought of treasure. Don't lose the thought of what we value. And that's where our thoughts are. 25, therefore, what's the therefore, therefore, right? Because we're continuing the thought. We're continuing the thought of heaven and earth. We're continuing the thought of where your treasure is, it's where your heart will be. It's where your thoughts will be. What you value, that's where you're going to live mentally and emotionally. And you can't serve two masters. You're going to have to make a decision here. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Gosh, we go through Scripture so quickly, don't we? Do not worry about your life. 
Now, here's my interpretation of this word worry. I'm leaving the, I'm leaving the church, and I'm trying to lock up, and I have to wait on you guys an hour, as often happens, because you like to talk so much. And I love it, because you love each other. And Brock comes up and says, hey, man, no worries. I got it. I got my keys. Don't worry about it which never happens with Brock, but one of these days it's going to. <laughs> kind of kind of putting that out there, I mean. Yeah. Take notes, Brock. Don't worry about it. You don't need to give your time. You don't need to give your attention. You don't need to give your effort to it because I, I got it covered. Okay. I know how much you guys love definitions, and so I have one for you from Strong's, the source of truth. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't be distracted. Don't have care. Don't take thought. You guys hear that? That's here. It's here, it's here, but it's in our thoughts, it's in our minds, it's in what consumes that part of us day in and day out. Don't worry about your life. So what is life? Let's keep reading. What you'll eat, what you'll drink. Nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? That's what you and I were talking about the other day right there. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Now, we just read, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't be consumed. Don't think about this all the time. Don't let this have your thoughts continually about your life. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. Now, what do those sound like to you? Speak up. Talk to me. Needs. Thank you. That's what it sounds like to me. Needs in this life. Needs in this realm. Physical needs, material needs, provisional needs. Right here, right now, needs. And God says, don't worry about that. Give your mind a break from that right there. And I think this is so far-reaching, y'all, beyond these three things. There is, a, there is a spiritual principle here. And when I opened the service and asked, how many of you have needs? in this life, and particularly, I think the Lord wants to touch. <sighs> Needs that we've had for years.
and I wish. <coughs> God, I don't know if I'm going to make this thing though. Maybe second service will be more presentable on the camera, but I doubt it. I wish that I could stand up here this morning and say, your solution is coming today. I do. Your resolution is coming today. Your answer is coming today. But I have to believe that the word of God is enough. And he says, don't worry. He says, try to give less of your attention to that. Not right there. Try to make that less of your treasure. And let me walk with you to make that be less and less. And you're all. Because life's more than food, and the body's more than clothing. And life, as God defines it, is more than the supernatural power of God manifesting in our midst to meet our physical needs. It just is. And it's right there. And he loves, and he cares, and he sees it, and he's moving, and his promise is there. We're going to read about it here in a second. But where we've got to start is life is more than this. And whether the answer comes here or there, and in the manner that I want it to come, life is more than this. Life is more. That's the first thing we've, we've got to see. That's the first step in the transition of, of what we treasure, what we value, what we think about. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. 
First statement of grace this morning. Life is more than this. Second statement of grace. Are you not of more value than they? And the answer is yes. You and I are of infinite more value than they. And the Lord is so funny because it's just like him to establish life is more than this. And then to say, this is my desire. To bring the answer. To save the family member. To heal your body. To rescue you financially. To break addictions and break curses. to provide for you. You are more valuable. The Lord wants you to know you're valuable this morning. You're loved this morning. Incredibly. And I'm telling you, some of you need to open up your heart to that because the enemy would steal it away. The enemy would have you believe you're less valuable. The enemy would have you believe that if you were going to get healed, you would be healed. And he lies to us. We have to let the truth that is God penetrate our hearts and say, Lord, even though I don't feel it, even though I don't see it, even though I haven't walked it in so many ways, I believe you love me. I am valuable. You do desire to meet my need. Father, I pray for grace this morning for everyone that that's a struggle for. And I know that there's many. I pray great grace and a supernatural work of your spirit, Father, to bring things that are dead to life. Because you are the resurrection. You are the life. You can do it. It's who you are. You know what I want you to see in that, y'all? It doesn't have to be what we have our eyes fixed on because his eyes are fixed on it for us. Because he values it. He desires it. He promises it. And he has other things for us to fix our eyes on. We just have to give that to him. Stop worrying about it. Stop giving our mind to it continually. 
Do what Peter says. Cast your cares. He cares for you. Do what Philippians says. Let your requests be made known. Ask the Father with thanks, with joy, but then leave it there. Because what we do is we carry it with us. We, we carry the burden. Because in our heart of hearts, we really don't believe he's carrying it for us. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? And that is one hour to his span of life. Think of those things you called to mind 10 minutes ago when I asked you the question. What can you do by giving your mind to it? What can you do by living there? What can you do by being constantly distracted? Can you move it forward? Can you bring change? Can you move it at all? This scripture seems to suggest, no, you can't. I know I can't. But I know he can. I know he can. So why do you worry about clothing? Again, don't get lost in the words, y'all. It's needs. It's I need this. That's what you need to see. That's what you need to hear. Lord, I need this desperately to live life, to be normal, to minister to people, to accomplish what you've called me to. I need this. Why do you worry about that? Why is that your treasure? Why is getting that answer what you value? Why is that where your mind stays constantly? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Open up your heart, please. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow, it's thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. Father, humbly, I ask you to put faith in the hearts of men and women this morning. With all the faith that I have in my heart, I ask you to increase theirs.
to believe this, to see this, that our eyes would be open, that we would have revelation. God to go. How much more will he clothe me? How much more will he clothe me? That is your truth. You are the God of more than enough. And yet your instruction is focus on that less. Think about that less. Value that less. Stop striving. Stop striving. And rest. Therefore, how much more will he clothe you? Therefore, do not worry. You guys have to see it. Get your eyes off of it. Get your eyes off of it. Don't think about it. Don't give it place. Don't don't give time to it. Yes, it's there. Yes, you're trusting the Lord, but you choose, I'm not going to let this consume me. That's what he's saying. Don't worry, saying, what are we gonna eat? What are we gonna drink? What are we gonna wear? All these things the Gentiles seek. This is who the world is. The world around us is consumed with their needs, the needs of this life. And they're running and they're chasing them and they're trying to provide for themselves because they are not aware or yielding to a benevolent, loving God who has said, I will provide for you. And yet when we treasure getting the need met to such a degree, they see us hurting. They see us anxious. They see us consumed. And we don't look different than they do. And at that point, we cannot give them hope. But if they see us going through and they see us in a place of need and we have peace and we've 
been with Jesus and we're at rest, that might get their attention. All these things the Gentiles seek. Please hear. Please hear. There is no, there is not a hint of condemnation in this message. But to be consumed with your need is simply not who God's called you to be. It's not. where your treasure is. It's where your heart will be. It's where your thoughts will be. For the, the heavenly, your heavenly father knows you need all these things. He knows. He knows. His name is Elroy. I am the God who sees. He knows. And not at a high, far off, allegorical way. In an intimate way. He knows. And we just read, are you not more valued than they? And how much more will he clothe you? So not only does he know, he cares. He cares. I'm telling you, he cares. He doesn't just care about the spiritual. He doesn't just care about the emotional, he cares about the physical needs that we have. He just calls us not to be consumed with seeing them met. Because we can't serve two masters. We can't. You can't have an eye for your needs and to see them met continually have an eye for him as well. It's one or the other. What you have to believe is This is a part of the propitiatory work of the cross, the substitution. He has fixed his eyes on what you need so that you can fix your eyes. On verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you.
verse very, very well known to us. I hope this changes it a little bit this morning because it's, it's the treasure that he desires that we would have. It's the value that he desires that we would have. And this morning, the Lord wants to shift it. from the needs that we have to the relationship with God that we have in his kingdom. Guys, I know how real this is. I and my family are not as far from your experience as you might think. We are. But I've always read this verse like this. I seek you to get the needs met. And I don't think that's how the Lord intended it. I don't. And I'm not talking about a a rotten heart, you know, an impure agenda even. It just... I've seen it as a one-two process. If I seek you, this is going to happen. A is going to be a catalyst to B, right? And Alex, you said it earlier. He reigns on the just and the unjust. He pours out his love on all. We're the ones that have a hard time separating out who's worthy. I'm going to submit to you this, and you might call me on it, and that's fine. I don't know that your seeking has any impact on his desire to bless you and meet your need. Because God is love, and he cannot be anything else. Right? I think, I think the Lord is here. and has so much more of a heart than we'll ever understand to meet our needs. And that happens, and that's its own entity, and then we're here, and he wants to be our vision. He wants to be our prize. He wants to be our treasure. But it's not do this so this will happen. It is you are freed up to focus on this because this is happening right here. You really need to hear that, y'all. We don't seek him so that the needs will be met. We are empowered by the Spirit of God to be able to break free in our hearts and in our minds to be able to focus on and worry about and be concerned with and be consumed with in our heart and our mind who God is and his great love and his kingdom and what he has for us because his desire to bless us and pour out on us and meet our needs is happening all the time in spite of whether we do it or not.
So seek first the kingdom. Seek his righteousness. Because these things, these needs that you have, life is more than these. I see the value that you are. And I will clothe you so much more than the lilies of the field. Father, you can do more in a moment than we can do in a lifetime. And I am humbled before you this morning, Father. And I thank you that you give grace. And I ask you to give great grace to this body of believers today. I ask you to empower them by your spirit to overcome. I ask you to give them hope As my daughter defined it, hope is something that God puts inside of us so that we keep going and we don't give up. Father, I pray for healing this morning. I pray for answers. I pray for deliverance. I pray for freedom. I pray for resolution. I pray that needs would be met because when that happens, you're glorified. Even more, God. I pray that your perspective would become our perspective this morning. And that as you see things, we would see them the same. Help us, God. Help us in our weakness. Have mercy upon us. Renew us. Revive us. Once again, thank you for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, please visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.